What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report, your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer for Dutton Wolves Football on 96.9, The Legend. Got a fun show planned for you guys this week. I am going to be joined by Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison to talk about the Bears clinching their first playoff berth since 2014. We'll talk about how they did it in a 32-28 win over Geneva County and also look ahead with the Bears. We will go around the wiregrass, look at all the week nine results. We got one more week until the playoffs start. And I'll let you know on what wiregrass teams have clinched playoff spots and some potential scenarios in 7A Region 2. And also, we'll look at the schedule for the final week of the regular season. But before we do all that, let you know where you can find me and the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also listen to the show over on 969thelegend.com and also watch the show over on my YouTube channel, Philip Jordan. Just hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for all notifications. If you leave a comment on a video of the Wiregrass High School Football Report, I'll read that on a future edition as well. You can always email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Now, let's go around the Wiregrass. All right, kicking off around the Wiregrass. We're starting on Thursday night. We had two games in the area on Thursday in 1A. Region 2, Florala defeated Kinston 56-30 to go to 7-2 on the season. Kinston drops to 3-6, and six, and that will eliminate them from postseason contention. But they had a big game from two of their running backs. Cole Sumlin had 116 yards and one touchdown, and Jed Crosby had 111 yards and two touchdowns in the game. In 4A Region 2, Booker T. Washington defeated Dale County 60-12, and that game ends uh, Dale County season, ended the year at 2 and 8 on Friday night, we'll kick things off in 7A Region 2. This is a game you would have heard on 96.9 The Legend. Uh, Dothan defeated Opelika 14-7 to keep their playoff lives alive, <laughs> basically there. Uh, they go to 6-3, and 4-3 and three in region play. Uh, the game was tied at 7 going into fourth quarter. Really, the way the game started, uh, Opelika went down the field. A lot of passes would use a big run. Uh, to get into the end zone, and then Dothan had some big plays on their next possession. Series kind of got stalled because of some penalties, but just the way both teams were moving the ball, those first couple possessions said, okay, this is going to be a back-and-forth high-scoring game. But, no, it was 7-7 seven seven going into the fourth quarter. Dothan scored their first touchdown towards the end of the first half. Raymond Blackman got in the end zone. Uh, but the big play to really set things up good for Dothan in the fourth quarter, with under three minutes left, Kavion Dury had a big interception. He he really just read the play great, stepped right in front of the receiver. It was probably about a five to ten yard pass toward the sideline. He just read it great, made a big play uh, on on the receiver and on the quarterback's throw. Uh, Roman Gagliano, the quarterback for Opalaka. And then on the very next play, Raymond Blackman scored a 57-yard touchdown to take the lead, 14-7, with 2.14 left in the game. Then with three seconds left, Opelika had moved the ball a little bit, about 25, 30-yard line, throws a pass into the end zone or toward the end zone, and Raymond Blackman got the interception uh, to seal the game. Raymond Blackman, another big performance for him for the Dothan Wolves, 237 yards and two touchdowns in the game. Enterprise defeated Jeff Davis 33-14 to uh, to keep their playoff hopes alive. 
uh, six and three and four and three. Really enterprising good spot. You probably expect them to make the playoffs at this point. It's really coming down to Dothan and Prattville for that final spot, seven A region two. And speaking of Prattville, they did lose to Auburn on Friday night. Huge so for Dothan. So now going into this week, where Dothan will be playing Jeff Davis on Thursday night, and then Friday night, Prattville will be playing Central Phoenix City. Now, if Prattville loses that game, Dothan wins. Dothan's in the playoffs. But then is when it gets tricky. If Prattville was to upset Central, and then we, Enterprise takes care of business against Lee, Dothan takes care of business against Jeff Davis. Then you have a three-way tie that very well could lead to Dothan Wolves out. So if you're a Dothan Wolves supporter, uh, you need to be rooting hard for Central uh, to knock off and beat Prattville, keep them out of the playoffs, and then Dothan can get that four spot. Enterprise will get the three spot. In 5A Region 2, you follow defeated Early County 31-28 to go 7-2 in a year. Early County had a 28-3 lead. And so I was keeping up with this one. We're paying close attention to it during um, in the studio while Dothan was playing at Palaka. Like I said, Tigers come back from 28-3. Uh, the score that put them ahead and was the game winner. Uh, was a one-yard touchdown pass from Copeland Cotton uh, to and if I pronounce, mispronounce his name, I am sorry, uh, Yenze uh, Pierre to end the game. Uh, Cotton threw a lot of passes this game. He was 28-50 for 418 yards and four touchdowns in the game. And all these games in 5A Region 2, I'm giving you guys, they're all were non-region games. Their region has been wrapped up, uh, so their teams are just playing some non-region. Uh, Charles Henderson defeated Selma 37-22 to go to 8-1 on the year. Rehoboth defeated Shelby County 23-12 to improve to 3-6. and six. Headland uh, defeated New Broughton 34-14 to go to 5-4 on the year. New Broughton drops to 0-9. Big game for Jackson Williams in this one. He had 303 yards passing with three touchdowns on 19 of 26 passing. And in the defensive game, Valley defeated Carroll 12-6, and Carroll is at 5-4 on the year. At 4A Region 2, Slocum defeated Bullitt County 42-6 to go to 4-5 on the season. Rashawn Miller had 131 yards and two touchdowns. Montgomery Academy defeated Geneva 40-13, and that puts Geneva at 4-6, 2-5 on the year, and that will be the end of Geneva's season. 3A Region 2, Houston Academy stays undefeated by beating Providence 42-7, puts them at 9-0. Providence is now at 4-5. Uh, for Houston Academy, big performance uh, out of their, their stars. Uh, running back Jeb Daughtry had three touchdowns. Quarterback Cade Mitchell had three touchdown passes to Will Wells in the game. And that puts Caden Mitchell at 32 touchdown passes on the season. Northside Memphis defeated Ashford 31-28 in a really fun game between those two back and forth. Uh, Ashford got the ball around the 30-yard line, just time ran out, and they just could not uh, make the play to get the lead or the win in this one. So Northside, they are at 3-6 and six on the season, and Ashford drops to 2-6 and six on the season. Uh, Northside Memphis quarterback Harrison Hicks had a big game in this one, 22 of 32 for 255 yards and three touchdowns. Ott defeated Strawn 38 to 14 to go to 7 2 on the season. Strawn drops to 6 and 3. This win for Ott comes to second place in 3 Region 2, which is big, which means now they will get a home playoff game in the first round. Ott running back Terry Davis, big game in this one, 311 yards and four touchdowns. In 2A Region 2, very high scoring, entertaining game. G.W. Long defeated Whitsburg 42-35. G.W. Long improves to 7-2 on the season. Uh, Whitsburg drops to 5-4. and four. 
five and two in region play. They've lost their last two region games uh, after being five and zero. Uh, GW long quarterback Bryson Hughes three hundred ten yards and three touchdowns in the game. Whitsburg running back Jalen Murray had two hundred two yards and two touchdowns in the game. And then uh, some more two A. Region two uh, conversation here. Cottonwood defeated Geneva County thirty-two to twenty-eight. They go to five and four in the Clintech playoff spot. Of course, that's all I'm gonna say here because we're gonna get into this game in just a few moments with Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison. And then Ayrton defeated Sampson thirty-seven to twenty-one to go nine and one seven in region play. That put Sampson at zero and nine on the year. This game was thirty-seven to seven at halftime. And running back for Ayrton, Jordan Smith had three touchdowns. Zion Chapel defeated Abbeville twenty-two to sixteen to go to three and six on a year. Abbeville drops to three and seven, and that ends their season. For Zion Chapel, uh, Morgan Sanders had a five-yard run for a touchdown with twenty-two seconds. That was one hundred and forty-nine yards for him in the game. And for Abbeville, Wontavius Conley had two touchdowns for one hundred fifty-seven yards in the game. He also had three receptions for eighty-eight yards. In one A Region Two on Friday night. Elwood defeated plays at home 48-6 to remain undefeated at 9-0. Alvin Henderson had another big game for 146 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. He also threw a 53-yard touchdown pass to Colin Arnold in the game. So Alvin Henderson is just doing everything uh, for Elba this year. Uh, then Brantley defeated Red Level 34-6. Quarterback Jaden Parks had 265 yards for three touchdowns on 12-18 passing. For Brantley, that puts them at 7-2. Six and one in region play, and then red level drops to four and five, four and four, and then in AISA making East defeated Avril Christian, forty-two to twenty-seven to put Avril Christian at three and six, one and three in their region, and that is going to do it for around the Wiregrass. We're not getting to the guests yet. Now let's uh, let's take a look at who has clinched a playoff spot in the Wiregrass. All right, this segment will go. Pretty quick, so it won't be long as we get to Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison. But teams in the Wiregrass that have clinched, of course, I broke down the 7A Region 2 situation there. And if you're keeping up, Auburn and Central Phoenix City have clinched their playoff spots. 5A Region 2, Charles Henderson, they are region champions. Eufaula is in second place, so those two will get home playoff games. The first place and second place team in the region get a home playoff game in the first round. Carroll comes in at third place, and Headland is in fourth place in that one. 4A Region 2, Clinch, Andalusia, Clinch, second place, so they'll get a home playoff game. 3A Region 2, Houston Academy, they are region champs. They are undefeated. Opass Clinch, the second spot, as we talked about there. Strong, Pike County, and Providence playing games this Friday, playing games this week, because a couple of them, I think, are on Thursday. But they are all fighting uh, for those for those final two spots. Three teams for two spots. So this week will be because that's one of those regions that's got like nine teams in it. So they had eight region games. So they are playing region games to close out the regular season. And 2A Region 2, Ayrton, they are the region champs. GW Long, Wicksburg, and Cottonwood all clinch those spots. So 2A Region 2 is all set. 1A Region 2, Elba, they are the region champs. Now who is going to be in second place? We'll find that out this week when Brantley plays Ferala. Uh, they are playing each other. Brantley 7-2, 6-1 in region play. Ferala is 5-2 in region play. So winner of that game will be second place. Loser will go into third. Uh, Georgiana, if they win versus play at home this Friday, they're in. If they lose, then Red Level will get in. Red Level, they are done playing for the year. 
Now that's a look at the teams in the Wiregrass that have clinched and some, some playoff scenarios as well going into the final week of the high school football season. Now we're going to play my conversation I had Sunday afternoon with Cottonwood Bears head coach, Dustin Harrison. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Cottonwood Bears head coach, Dustin Harrison. And uh, Coach Harrison, I appreciate you taking the time um, uh, with the big weekend you've had. Yeah, glad to be on. I appreciate it. Uh, just a big win on Friday night. Uh, the Bears are going to the, going to the playoffs. Just you know, and, and I know it's a it's obviously important making to the playoffs. But just Cottonwood had not made it since two, 2014. Just how big of a win was that for the program being able to get back to the postseason? Uh, that was a monumental win um, for the program because that's that's what we've been working to do and. Um, and that's the first step. That's not where we want to end up. That's not our, our um, that's not a, the culminating event that we're trying to get to. Uh, but we had to get there first to to start building to where we want to be. And um, and we're just so excited because the players uh, really played um, great. And they played a, a fantastic game. They played really well the last three weeks. Uh, one of them we dropped. Uh, it was a similar exciting game. Uh, we just came out of the wrong end of it. But they played with heart, toughness, and and, uh, and we were just really proud of them. Um, you know, they played with sportsmanship. They played with art. They played with discipline. They played very, very physical and uh, represented the school and the community very, very well. And I'm tickled for them. We're very excited for the guys, and they've definitely earned this. And um, it's, it's, it's great to kind of check that off the list. So now it's, now it's, now it's uh, business time. We're ready to go. What was uh what was the scene like in the in the locker room or, or on the field right after the game when you get that got that win? Well, um, I don't get emotional very often, but I, it's one of those things where I I got emotional and I got choked up. Uh, just you know being in there and, and being able to look in their faces and see their excitement and uh, and see what they accomplished and um and they were they were as happy as I've seen them. Um, and they you know that gratification they had from earning that was something special. You know, there's there's really something special about somebody earning something that they worked really hard for. You know, it wasn't something that was given to them, it was something that they worked and earned. So it was just very exciting. I don't know how to explain it other than very exciting and and uh, and gratifying, really. You know, going into this game, of course, in Geneva County, they're also they were they were fighting. They were trying to get into the playoffs uh, too as well. They needed a win, also, just so. Into that game, of course, you were at home in Cottonwood, but just how much did it feel like an, a playoff game? Not just the, you know, the ninth game of the regular season, but a, a real playoff game. Well, it was a – if you look at it in one way, it was a playoff game to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It, was play, it was a, it was a one-game one <laughs> season to get into the playoffs. So, you know, so it was a lot like that. It was senior night. It was homecoming, which those two are, um, are special events for the school and the community. They're also – um, sometimes a lot of schools have find those two dates is very challenging to keep people focused because they can, you know, as a, from a football perspective, those can become distractions if you let them, but our players didn't allow that to be a distraction. Um, and that was really cool. Um, and then, you know, it was a good discipline, good leadership. And, uh, and it was, it was a lot like a, a lot like a playoff game because there was so much riding on it. You know, that was the first time, um, like you said, and, since 2014, so eight years that we've we've uh, clinched a playoff berth, and uh, I don't know when the last time we played a game that depended on it, where one game was the was the you know if hey you win you're in you lose you're not in type deal. 
Uh, but that, that was kind of the situation we had um, Friday. So it created it and made it a, like a playoff game atmosphere. And, you know, and as someone that is a, a Cottonwood alumnus, I know how that, that town, that field, that stadium can be in those moments. So I have a, a good feeling it was a, it was a good, it was a good atmosphere from the, from the crowd standpoint on Friday night too as well. Oh yeah, it was for sure. Uh, for sure that the crowd really got into it and helped us out and got involved there, at the, especially even at the end, all the way to the, the last drive, you know, they were, um, you know, we're on defense is, is fourth down and, uh, they're on the 15, 17, you know, 15, 16, 17 yard line around there and, uh, and threw ball the end zone. And we had our student section down on that, that side of the field and the band playing and all those things, um, you know, helped us cause, uh, you know, get enough momentum and get, get, become enough distraction to, you know, force a, a stop there and, and ultimately get our, get us back on the field and offense to, to kneel the clock, you know, run the clock out. And that was, it was a good community win. Uh, obviously, going this game with Geneva County once again on them. What, what going into the game? You know, as you were preparing, the team was preparing for this game Friday night. What was the biggest challenge they presented for you guys? Uh, you, you speaking about Geneva County specifically? Yeah, uh, they're two running backs. Uh, they had uh, they had two very, very, very good um, running backs. They're very underrated, um, and we knew that going into it. We told the kids all week we had to have eleven people flying to the football to make up for, for the, you know, their speed and also just their, their you know, their, their good run backs. They, they break speed tackles. So we knew going into it that we couldn't have nine people running the ball or 10. We needed 11. And uh, that was our big challenge all week long with them. And, um, and, and the kids, you know, they broke some long runs on us. But, um, you know, they, we, we held them in check. And a lot of it was because of that great team pursuit, getting 11 guys, you know, hustling full speed, taking good angles, getting the ball. Uh, also, their number eight they had was a, just a real good um, all-around athlete. He presented, um, you know, some issues too. Um, but um, those are the biggest issues we faced. Off, you know, our defense against their offense, and uh, offensively against them, um, the biggest you know challenge we faced were their uh, two outside linebackers, and they're really good there. And uh, they're strong in that position. They had some big, strong guys up front. And they they had us on size. Um, with a line, so we faced that that challenge there. But our offensive line played very, very well. Played hard, communicated well, and played more physical. We felt like, and uh, you know, we're really proud of them for rising up to the challenge on that. I know on your side of things, a uh, quarterback Caden Simmons had a really, uh, really good night: thirteen of sixteen, uh, one hundred eighteen, and three touchdowns. I know two was to Dylan McCardle, one to Ethan Gilly. That was think was early on in the game. Just to talk about the performance of your quarterback, you know what, what was going on that made him so successful on Friday night. Well, um, Caden probably played the best game his year of the year last week against Zion, and then turned around against a, a, a much you know better defense this week and had a had almost just as good of a game, you know, possibly even better um, this week. And the irony of it is, is um, he was out sick Monday and Tuesday. Um, and so we, he did not have but two days of prep. So I'm talking, we were throwing every spare second, got him at break time lunch. We were, <laughs> we were catching up for lost time. And, um, and you know, the hats off to him for, you know, he's, he was – it was really, really sick. Monday, we, we didn't let him do anything, and then we sent him to the doctor. They couldn't get in the doctor uh, Monday, so they, he, we got him into the doctor uh, Tuesday, and uh, 
anyway, so he was he he was sick and, and couldn't go, but um he came back and, and made up and you know, put the work in and, and made up Wednesday and Thursday and went out and had another great game Friday and uh, managed the game really well. That's what he's really improved on the most, um, you know, from all of his experiences. Just he's learned how to how to manage situations and learn how to be a, a student of the game and know when to, to turn the tempo up and know when to slow things down. And, um, and you know, knows when people are out of position. Um, he's getting better and better about reading the defense. And um, and he's just deciding things. He, he's still getting better every week right now. And, then, and he's heating up at the right time. You know, this is where you want to be playing your best football. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the defense side of the ball, I know y'all, y'all did create some turnovers in the game, but who were some standouts? You know, you talked about you held Geneva County in check at times. Uh, who were some standouts for you guys on the defense side of the ball? Um, excuse me, I just had to swallow a drink. Um, uh, our standouts there were our, our guys up front. Uh, Kane had a really good game um, at defensive end and uh, tackle. And uh, last McGriff, number 50, had a really good game. Um, a defensive line, both of them had were in their backfield all night and made lots of key plays. Um, our inside linebacker play was really, really good. Um, Braylon and, and um, Braylon Morris and Landon Thompson both played very, very well um, inside. And um, and we just, you know, it was, it was a, a good team, team, team win. Um, on defense, we flew the ball well. We um, made a whole lot of mistakes in the secondary. Didn't play as one of our poorest games um, in the defensive backfield. But although, you know, having said that, we, we still made some key plays and key times even there. You know, we had a lot of bonus signs, busted things, but um, did a good enough job to get it done. So, uh, You know, and finally uh, this Friday, I'll close things up with- with Headland, a, a non-region matchup, but just what's going to be the important things for this week going into that matchup and as you get ready to go into the playoffs? Well, you know, a lot of people, um, once they clinch the playoffs, they think that, it, you know, you rest everybody, you don't put any emphasis on the next game, and you just get in the playoffs and put all your stock there. But um, that's not what we teach our kids. We teach them to be competitors, and we teach them to compete all the time. And what, whatever they do, we always want to do the very, very, very best we can do at it. And so we're going to go out and try to do our very best to be successful against uh, Headland and try to get better this week and um, and do our best to go out there and and, uh, and and pull off of saying it's a 5A school Thursday night. But um, regardless, we just got to get better and work on ourselves and um, and and keep building momentum. You know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that you try to you try to win every game you play. You know, I mean, I, I don't believe in just Resting people up and, and putting all your eggs in another basket, I think the right thing to do is, is um, prepare to, to, to win every game. And, and, you know, if I teach my kids that I want them to compete all the time, regardless if we're losing by 30 or up by 30, that they should play just as hard all the time. But then as a coach, I say, oh, well, this, this next game's not important because we already clinched the playoffs. I'm kind of contradicting myself and being hypocritical. And so we don't we don't teach that. We're, we're going to teach them to go out and focus on this one. You know, we'll worry about next week, next week. But um, we're gonna try to go and get Evelyn this week. Yeah, I'll be lo- I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, once again, congratulations uh, on the win. Uh, big weekend for you, that, there, Coach. I do, and I appreciate you taking time out, uh, busy time to come on the show and uh, talk about Cottonwood's win on Friday night. Of course, you know I'll be rooting for you guys. You know that's uh, where I graduated when at Cottonwood. But uh, I do appreciate your time and uh, and good luck moving forward. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. 
All right, once again, thanks to Cottonwood Bears head coach Dustin Harrison for coming on the show and for people saying, yes, I went to Cottonwood. So, yeah, I had a little rooting interest this past Friday night in that game and moving forward with them going forward. Now, looking at the schedule for this week, first on Thursday, Dothan will be at Jeff Davis up at the Cranton Bowl. Like I said, this game is big for Dothan. They have to win this game and then hope Prattville gets beat by Central to get to the playoffs. Uh, so, But first, you have to take care of business. They have to beat Jeff Davis on Thursday night. In 3A Region 2, 7-2 Op will be at 2-6 and six Ashford. 6-3 six and three Strong will be at 4-5 and five Providence. In some non-region games on Thursday night, you'll have 4-5 and five Slocum at 3-6 and six Geneva County, one of the top rivalries, really good rivalries in the Wiregrass. And then 5-4 and four Cottonwood will be at 5-4 and four Headland. Now, on Friday night, just kind of giving you an idea of what's going on here, 7A Region 2 Enterprise will be at Lee. Enterprise wins, you know, they're in. It would be weird some other situations would unfold if Enterprise were to lose to Lee in this one. And just to kind of let you guys know who else is playing in 7A Region 2, uh, Central Phoenix City at 7-2 will be at 6-3 Prattville, and then Smith Station at 1-8 will be at 8-1 Auburn. And 3A Region 2, Houston Academy 9-0 will be at 6-2 Pike County. 0-9 New Broughton will be at 3-6 Northside Methodist. And 1A Region 2, 9-0 Elba will be at 1-7 McKenzie. And we kind of talked about this in the clinch segment. But 7-2 Brantley will be at 7-2 Florala for second place in 1A Region 2. 3-6 Kenson will be at 2-7 Houston County. So non-region games. 3 and 6 Rehoboth will be at 7 and 2 GW Long. 7 and 2 St. James will be at 5 and 4 Carroll. 7 and 1 Realtown will be at 3 and 6 Zion Chapel. 5 and 4 Wicksburg will be at 8 and 0 Dadeville. And then an AISA 3 and 6 Lakeside will be at 3 and 6 Abbeville Christian. So that's your schedule for the final week of the regular season. I can't believe we're here at the final week of the regular season. It feels like just yesterday. We're kicking this thing off in week zero. Dustin was playing Carroll. We were just doing our first broadcast on I-69 of the season, but it's now come to this. We're at this point uh, in the season, and we are about to hit into playoff time. So end of, end of October, uh, here it is. But uh, I appreciate you guys uh, listening uh, to the podcast this week. I apologize there was not one last week. And once again, thanks to Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison for coming on the show. We'll be back next week. We'll have playoff matchups to let you guys know about who's playing who. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Try to have a coach. I'm already kind of game planning who I'm going to have on next week um, because there's a lot of teams that are off this week. They're not playing this week. They took this week to be off. And uh, some other teams are playing on region, so I can go ahead and kind of organize because we're going to be jumping into what's going on with the playoff picture, uh, playoff matchups on next week's show. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSEC. Podcasts available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also check out the show over on 969thelegend.com. And you can also watch the show over at the Philip Jordan YouTube channel. Just hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for all the notifications, and please leave a comment on a Wiregrass High School Football Report video, and I will read that on a future edition of the show. You can always email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Hope everybody has a great week, and you've been listening to the Wiregrass High School Football Report. <laughs>